0: I am your host, Brad Rowland. and as I said on the uh, on yesterday's podcast, uh, I would be coming to you again if something else happened over the weekend. Uh, I am traveling, so it took me a few hours later than I probably wanted to on this podcast, but uh, obviously, if you have been, been paying any sort of attention to the Atlanta Hawks over the last uh, hours or even days, you would know that uh, things made, things uh, happened on, on Friday afternoon. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks came out with a formal announcement to confirm what had been reported by Adrian Wojnarowski and Chris Villamore and others. Um, basically, uh, there's going to be a reshuffling in the front office for the Hawks. Mike Budenholzer. He's going to relinquish his uh, president of basketball operations title and go back to simply being the head coach. Uh, as part of the release, though, he will he will remain involved in basketball personnel decisions, which is an important uh, thing to note. Um, given the fact that uh, you know Bud is going to be very involved, but at and at, and at this moment he does not ha- he does not have a direct boss in this uh, in this way. But uh, worth noting that Bud is going to be the head coach only moving forward, according to this. And uh, Wes Wilcox is going to be uh, moving into something of an advisory role for um, for ownership. Actually, uh, he would become a special advisor to ownership and has uh, resigned from his position as general manager uh, with that said the team is going to be looking for a uh, new general manager um, no word yet from Tony Ressler as to where that person will be given the title of uh, p- a president of basketball operations he was actually asked that by the AJC I believe Chris it was either Chris Moore or Tim Tucker I apologize for not having that in front of me now but uh, he was asked about that and actually gave a, a response basically saying that it was uncertain uh, but at the same time that uh, he also said he could live without that title being in the organization um, and it's, it's, it's not really the, not really an important uh, takeaway but uh, there will be someone who is in charge of basketball operations whether that be in the GM role or in the president of basketball operations role but it will not be Mike Budenholzer and it will not be Wes Wilcox so uh, lots to unpack there. Obviously, uh, we this is kind of trickled out in various waves with the original reporting um, from ESPN that Wes Wilcox is going to be parting ways with the organization. That, of course, has not come to be as he's still employed by the Hawks uh, safely, whereas um, Budenholzer, that, that kind of came down from uh, Adrian Wojnarowski and was later confirmed by, by the AJC as well. So a lot, lot's going on there, but uh, in the end, we kind of just know what we know at this point in time, and that's that Bud will not be... Uh, in charge of president of basketball operations, and he will. And West will not be uh, directly in the mix either with regard to being the general manager. So, um, you know, big picture takeaways here. I don't, I don't, I don't have one to spend too much, too too long on this podcast as to uh, kind of how we got here, but more so how, where we're going now. Uh, there was a, there's a lot of uh, quotes flying around. Um, there was a, I was a conference call um, with Tony Wrestler this afternoon, as on Friday afternoon uh, with the media. I was not on that, but uh, have have heard some things and some, have read some things with regard to that um, also you know some stuff from the from the release itself Uh, for instance Mike Budenholzer in the release uh, indicated and I quote for our franchise I believe it was necessary and positive set of changes I am fully committed to the Hawks organization and look forward to helping with the search process and eventually working with the with the incoming GM together with ownership the incoming GM and front office staff and our coaching staff we will continue to work toward building a team that can achieve a high level of sustainable success Um, Wes also gave a you know a pretty straightforward down the line quote as you might imagine and Press release, but uh, you know, on the bright side of this, uh, nobody, nobody loses their job. I'm, I'm, a, I'm actually a big fan of Wes Wilcox. I think he's very, very good at his job. And in fact, I probably like to see him do a little bit more, to be honest. But uh, good, good to know that he's not losing his job. Uh, you might, if you've been a long time listener to the podcast, you probably know that I'm not the biggest fan in the world of having the head coach um, being be a general manager. So in that in that sense, I'm actually kind of uh, happy in some ways about this, just because I think Mike Budenholzer, uh, you know, it's not really his fault. It's necessarily I don't like I don't think I would like anybody in the entire league is serving in both roles uh, obviously uh, the one big time success story is Greg Popovich but even then he works for, he works alongside R.C. Buford and it's kind of unknown how the uh, you know who, who, who the final say actually is there but he has a very very strong GM and not not that West was not that but those two guys are kind of working in a different way and of course the Spurs have been doing the same thing for quite some time uh, but if you look around the rest of the league you know Doc Rivers, Stan Van Gundy guys who have had some questionable dealings in terms of GM stuff and I think Bud is a very very good basketball coach not necessarily proven to be a good GM at this point in time I have not Loved everything that the front office has done in the last couple of years, and so have him go uh, back and just be a basketball coach that's what we know he's 100% good at, uh, but is definitely a good basketball coach. So that's the one positive here is that you kind of get back to your roots with that. Um, on the negative side, one of the one of the few positives in my mind to having uh, the coach be the jam is that you kind of uh, run through process and you're process oriented uh, more so than results oriented. Um, Bud is a huge fan of process, and while he was the head coach, that necessarily you know, that can kind of provide some uh, some issues because uh, normally head coaches want to win basketball games and they might be a little bit you know more short term focused and long term focused. Um, with this uh, with this out of the way, that you know I, I can't guarantee you that the general manager will uh, be uh, aligned perfectly with Bud because obviously Tony Russler is going to make that hire, and I'm not sure he. Is aligned uh, with Bud necessarily either on everything basketball-wise. We don't know that he isn't either, which is worth noting, but um, some of the names that have leaked out um, today, actually from Mark Stein was the, the guy who reported these two things, um, but uh, David Griffin of the Cavs and Joe Dumars, former Detroit Pistons executive and obviously uh, Hall of Fame player, um, were the two names that have leaked out to the forefront. I expect there to be more of those names to come. Uh, Griffin's sort of been a high-profile leverage battle with the Cavs. Uh, obviously, he's one of the best uh, GMs in the league over the last couple of years, although he does have the benefit of having LeBron James, of course, but he's one of the guys who uh, helped to lure him back and has done a really good job building that roster around him. Uh, Dumars uh, had a huge success uh, with the Pistons for a while, had uh, t- took, the te- took that team to six straight um, Eastern Conference Finals appearances and, of course, the 2004 NBA title. But uh, after that, the wheels kind of spun off in a pretty, pretty big hurry for Dumars. I would not love that hire uh, based on what I saw at the end of his tenure and some of the draft failures that he had. He did end on a, on a positive note uh, with the draft. I think he uh, had a stretch where he drafted Greg Monroe, Andre Drummond, and can his Caldwell Pope in his last three picks without having a top five pick—that's pretty good. But uh, before that, um, the way that he built that uh, that, that non that uh, non elite player title winning team is very very shocking, and, and is the only one that over the last thirty years or so. That did not have a top, you know, five or ten player on it that was able to win a title. But in the same breath, um, that's sort of uh, a situation where you can't really replicate that as easily as you uh, might like. And Dumars' draft record is not good, and some of the contracts that he gave out at the end, you know, Ben Gordon, Charlie Villanueva, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I would be a little bit worried if Dumars ended up being the guy. But uh, this is still very preliminary. Uh, we obviously do not know a ton about what they're looking for, um, aside from what you can read and uh, what and what wrestler has said publicly, both in AJC and in the uh, in the statements as well as just kind of what the direction of this team is at this point in time. Uh, I'm not, uh, you know, the one thing we do know is that wrestler indicated to the AJC that, uh, and I quote, we are full steam ahead looking for a GM and hopeful to have one before the draft and free agents and, and, and free agent dates. And he said though, in the interim, um, he, he expressed his confidence that uh, we have plenty of depth quote and decision making on board. So, uh, you know, for me, it'd be really tough to see the Hawks turning this around in time for the GM to have a full draft preparation period. The draft is about you know six, seven weeks away now. And you can't expect a guy to come in cold, especially one who's not been working in the league like Dumars has not been an active GM for a while now. Uh, obviously, David Griffin's been doing some scouting, but uh, probably different for the Cavs than it would be for the Hawks, considering sort of the timetables that those two teams are on, because Cleveland's in a win-now mode, and I'm not sure the Hawks are at the same time. Uh, Tony Ressler's been pretty clear that he wants the team to win now, so I'm not sure it's as easy as uh, as it would be in Cleveland with LeBron James as the centerpiece. But uh, the Hawks uh, sort of have conflicting messages now, because normally when you're hiring a GM, you want to give him a little bit of carte blanche to kind of do his own thing thing, But um, with the way that wrestler has treated, the situation at least publicly over the last uh, you know month or two now, we don't really know exactly what he uh, wants aside from being able to to win kind of quickly here and not fall out of the playoffs while simultaneously looking to the future. So the Hawks do have the cupboard uh, pretty full in terms of draft picks. They have that future pick from Minnesota as part of the Adrian Payne trade. They also have a future pick um, in the Kyle Corver trade and this year's number 31 pick from from Brooklyn from that trade um, back in back in the day when they acquired the sort of the uh, the, the haul from from the ended up being a, you know, a, a pseudo first round pick. So the Kebler is pretty full there, but still you have to be able to make those picks. And uh, for me, almost more importantly, it's just kind of looking long-term with the actual roster and free agency, because if you go out and sign Paul Millsap and Tim Hardaway Jr. and overpay and kind of type your cap sheet, there's always so much you can do in terms of uh, what rookies cannot bring to the table in the near future. So, Without going too deep down that road, um, a lot of changes here. Uh, ones that I'm certainly not super comfortable with. I just don't, I'm not I don't have the most confidence that the general manager hire will be an easy one. Um, if nothing else, I can't imagine a situation where uh, the, probably the most qualified GM candidates want this job. There's still too many cooks in the kitchen, in my opinion. Uh, given the fact that you know that Bud has uh, had that power and will and will apparently continue to have a voice in and player personnel, he probably should have a voice as the head coach. But uh, just how big of a voice kind of remains to be seen. And as well as uh, if you're the, if you're a new GM. And you see a guy like Wes Wilcox still being around, as well as Tony Restler, and the things that he said in public about being sort of the final voice. Uh, I'm not sure that you're, they're going to be able to go out and get a candidate of the highest order, um, given all those stipulations, and not just having uh, sort of carte blanche to do whatever you wanted to. Because Danny Ferry famously had uh, in, in his contract that he was basically able to do anything he wanted to do. And while that, that may not be a, a tenable situation for most people, you're going to have to get the any any GM is going to want, uh, if not final say, as much as as much say as possible, and with a lot of voices in the room, and not be super easy also. A name that surfaced, at least not in a real rumor, but uh, people already started talking about Sam Hinkie. Uh, obviously, he's an intriguing candidate. I think he's very, very smart and good, uh, but I, I can't imagine he's going to want to come into a situation where he's not going to be able to do whatever he wants to do and to shape the team and all. I think people have uh, sort of unfairly portrayed Hinky as a tanking enthusiast, sort of in a vacuum. He obviously did that in Philly to the way that we've never seen it before, but that doesn't mean that he would have to do that everywhere he went, so it wouldn't necessarily be a blow-up situation in Atlanta, full-scale like it was in Philadelphia. But um, he's a guy who is uh, more of a more of an analytical mind that I, I, he would need uh, sort of the blessing of ownership to kind of do whatever he wanted to. I'm not sure he's going to get that in Atlanta, given the way that wrestler has been, you know, kind of on the record now that they want to win and they and they don't want to take a step back in doing it. So we'll keep an eye on that. But uh, for now, I'm sort of unmoved by the process. I don't think that it's uh, it's terrible by any means. Uh, there are positives, as, as I said. I'm I'm a big fan of Bud just being the coach of the team, not necessarily uh, having to do the dual role. But uh, my my guard is up with regard to the GM role and sort of how. The this is going to play out because having three guys with GM experience, quote unquote, was between the new, the new guy, Bud and Wes, plus the owner, uh, who I, 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 don't, I don't want to say he's meddling, but it's at least getting close to that at this point in time. So a lot of voices, I don't really love that. I like to have sort of one GM, one head coach and kind of line it up that way. But uh, that's sort of dream thinking with the way this has gone down. So and there are positives, there are negatives It's every situation and we will not know a ton until we see what the GM uh, is in place and uh, kind of how they spend that as to how much power he has, et cetera. So, um, you know, a lot to learn between now and hopefully uh, the next couple of weeks when they're putting somebody in place, but if they don't, it's going to be Bud and Wes running running the draft and this is a big draft for the Hawks with two picks in the top 31 and uh, free agency is arguably even bigger than that with you know half the roster being free agents at the end of the season as well as a couple of massive decisions to make with Paul Millsap and even Tim Mardaway Jr. is a guy who uh, is a big decision uh, for better or worse for the Hawks if they want to keep him it's going to be a serious investment uh, and one that I I, just, I wouldn't necessarily do but uh, there's a lot there's a lot that I wouldn't do that this, that this team is probably going to do in the next couple of weeks and months so uh, all that to say this could be a short episode as usual uh, I am still traveling but I wanted to get something up here as fast as possible possible. We'll have a full show on Monday. Um, we'll probably get back into the uh, player reviews unless something crazy happens and we learn a lot more about this. But this will be a, a big topic between now and the fact that and whenever the GM is announced, whether that, that that could be tomorrow, that could be June 1, that could be July 15th. We don't really know when it's going to happen. So uh, until then, we will be a lot of speculation. We'll have our finger on the pulse. But uh, with that said, thanks for listening to the podcast. I apologize for the slight delay as to uh, getting this sort of emergency pod up and willing. So uh, th- there it is. Break it down. However you you want to? No hot takes yet for me. We'll see how what the next step is. But uh, for now, Bud is Bud is the head coach, not the GM anymore. Wes is still around, and uh, we'll see what the next step is. So, with all that said, stay tuned for Monday's podcast.